Thank you for listening to our weekly Baylife Church podcast. Make sure you visit our website, baylifechurch.org.au, where you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes so that you'll never miss another message. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. Thank you, boss. He's a good boss too, hey? He really is. Give it up for Pastor Greg. I feel naked up here. I don't have my phone on me. I left it on the seat down there. It's like, that's okay. Does anyone else do that? Like, they wake up. Anyone ever? No, I don't need it. It's fine. Does anyone look for things when it's actually in your hand? Is anyone like, I'm trying to find my phone. Like, anyone see my phone and it's in your hand? Or I'm trying to look for my glasses and they're on your head? Or you're trying to find your keys and they're in your pocket? Any, anyone? No, just me. Okay, good. How are we this morning, church? That is good. Have you had a good week? It's good. I was um, halfway to 38. No, sorry, not 38. 68. 68. I think I got my maths wrong in the first service. Halfway to 68 this week. I'm th- I was 34 this week. I know. I'm getting old, um, and it's not that old, but I'm getting older. And um, I've noticed some greys in the beard. <laughs> um, noticed some, you know, little greys over here. Um, in the in the temple area, that's where it comes out. But I've got told that it's wisdom. I've got told that's what it is. That when we start getting some greys, it means that we're getting wiser. Uh, it means that um, you know we 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 have we have greater insight into the world. So um, looking looking forward to becoming a silver fox like Greg Kent. Uh, <laughs> Well, that has nothing to do with a message this morning. Um, this morning, I have a message for us that the, the title is Questions in the Crisis. And I'm going to be reading the whole of Psalm 139 today. So if you have a Bible, um, you should. Um, make sure that you open that up and uh, or turn that on and um, get to Psalm 139. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. So you can change the uh, translation on your phone if you have that. Um, I don't think they've worked out how to tra- change the translation instantly in the, in the hard copy yet, but I'm sure that'll happen one day as well. But um, this morning, I have a, a, a word, and we're going to get to a place to be able to ask three questions. But I'm not going to tell you those questions yet. I'm going to tell you those questions at the end. But I want us to get to a place to be able to ask these three questions. So let me pray, and we're going to get into it. So God, I just thank you for this church. I thank you for what you're going to do this morning, God. I pray that we open our hearts to what you have for us this morning, God. I pray that you can teach us this morning. I pray you speak to us this morning. I pray that we stay awake through the service, Lord God, through the sermon, so that we can leave this place with a greater understanding of your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So everyone goes through stuff in life, right? It's not if bad stuff or stuff is going to happen in life. But it's when. It's just life. Life is a a mixture of good, bad, and ugly. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. And sometimes in the morning, it's ugly. (laughs) That's just for me. (laughs) That was a joke. You meant to laugh at that. (laughs) Jeez. Hard crowd this morning. (laughs) But you know everyone knows that verse? In Romans 8, 28, it's a verse that is a really hard one to swallow. 
that God uses all things for the good of those who love him. Who's ever been going through something in life and someone says, it's all right, God's going to use it for good. (laughs) You know, going through a tough time and stuff happens and it's like, you know, I just want to encourage you that God's going to use this for good. And you are thinking, all I want to do is just slap the person. It's like, how in the world could God use this thing that is going on right now for good? How in the world could God use what is happening and make it good? You know, I want to encourage this morning that just because you don't feel it doesn't mean that it's not true. Just because that we don't feel like God could use the situation or the crisis or the thing we're going through right now for good, it doesn't mean that he won't. And I want to suggest this morning that, that God doesn't make the bad situation good. He doesn't make the thing that's going bad in life necessarily good. Some things in life just suck. Some things in life are really, really hard. Some things in life are not fair. Some things in life should never happen. And there's things in life that we go through that, that are just terrible. And I'm not saying that God's going to make that terrible situation good. But what I am encouraging us this morning and what the Word of God talks to us about is that He can use that situation to bring out good. He can use the things that we're going through and help us for the good. So who has ever been through something in life that sucks, that's hard, that's terrible, and on the other side, you're like, oh, I actually learned something through that. Yeah? Anyone? Yeah. You're allowed to talk to me, wave to me at church. That's all right. I'm <laughs> not at school. <laughs> that it happens. That like we go through stuff in life all the time. We come out the other side, and in hindsight, we look back and we're like, you know what? Yeah, I actually did learn something through that. You know, God stretched me. God taught me something. Or maybe you don't even know God today, and you are at the other side of a problem, and you're looking back thinking, oh, I actually learned stuff through the trials, through the crisis in life. You know, I think one of the problems is, but when we're in crisis, when we're in trial, we're in hard times, when we're in this place in life that is just super tough, we forget to go to God. And we sit in the trial, we sit in the stuff, we sit in the thing that's going on for far too long, and it takes us longer sometimes maybe than it should to maybe learn the lesson grow in ourselves, and continue to move on into the thing that God has for us. So hear me this morning. I am not here this morning to tell you to get over it. I'm not. I'm not here this morning to say that you've been through something, it's time to get over it. I'm ne- I would never say that because that's not how the grief process works. That's not how life works. That when tough things happen in life, there's no right time to get over something. But there is a right time to go to God and start letting Him teach you and speak to you and help us grow in this season. Amen? So today I want us to be able to get to a point to be able to ask these three simple but super hard questions. But for us to be able to get to these questions, first, we have to understand who God is, the nature of God, and what He thinks of us. Because if we don't understand who God is, the nature of God, and how amazing God is, we actually don't want to go to God. 
You know, sometimes we're going through stuff, and the last thing we want to do is go to Him. You know, the last thing within us is, is we, we, we don't necessarily want to run to God and, and say, you know, I need your help or speak to me or teach me in this thing. Because I think sometimes we have painted the wrong picture of how amazing our God actually is. So this morning, we're going to go through Psalm 139, and I'm going to get us to a place, I pray, that we want to run to God and ask these three questions. So let's go to the verse, let's go to the chapter, Psalm 139. We're going to read through it in, in its entirety. So it says, O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my... Hello, there we go, we're back. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness I cannot hide from you. To you the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are all the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your worksmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. It says, O God, this, is, this part here is kind of, it's weird. It goes a lot talks about how amazing that, you know, God has for us. And then it goes into this part. And I think this part of the verse right here is our emotion when we're going through stuff. It says, Oh God, if only you would destroy the wicked. Get out of my life, you murderers. They blaspheme you. You're in, your enemies misuse your name. Oh Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred for your enemies are my enemies. Then it goes on, and this is the, the part that we're going to get to this morning um, at the end of the message. Verse 23 and 24. It says, Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. What a beautiful psalm that is. It just paints a phenomenal picture of God. And I want to break that verse down into, into, into that, that, that chapter down into three parts this morning to get us to a place to want to go to God and ask these questions. Are you ready? The first thing I want to encourage us out of this verse, what this, what this chapter is talking to us about this morning, it's not that just, it's not 
that God just made every, knows everything. He actually knows me. So it's not just that God knows everything. He actually knows you and me personally. You know, this, this, this Christian life, this walk that we're living, this relationship with God, it's so important that we understand it's personal. Too often that, you know, I talk to people that talk about God and I have conversations about God. And it's like God is out there. God is for someone else. God is, is, this, is this, this thing, but he's not for me. You know, Christianity is so personal. You know, I, I love this, this analogy of, of Christianity. That religion is everything that I have to do to get to God. Where Christianity is everything that God has actually done to get to me. That he's already done it all. He loves us so much. And there's nothing that I can do to actually please God except to have faith. That's it. So in this verse it says, Oh Lord, you've examined my heart and know everything about me. You know me when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You know, when we're going through trials, when we're going through stuff and crisis in life, it's so comforting to know that God already knows. God already knows what you're going through. You know, one of the hardest things to do is that when we're going through stuff in life is actually to tell people about it. You know, how annoying is it when you're going through stuff and, you know, maybe you've told this person over here and you've had a little bit of a cry and it's like, yeah, it's really tough. And the next person comes over and says, oh, what's going on? And you've got to go tell the story again. It's the last thing you want to do. It's like it's just draining and emotional to have to keep saying the same story over and over and over. But I love that God already knows everything that you're going through. And all you need to do is turn up to God and say, God, I'm here. I'm here and I need you. And he can comfort you because he knows everything. And he meets you where you're at. And he comforts you personally. I love that. You know, this is one of the um, one of the omnis. I don't know if you've heard about the omni gods, about the omnipresent, omnipotent, omnis- omnipotent God. Um, and this one here is talking about God is omnipotent. Omnipotent. This is such a hard word to say. Omniscient. There it is. God is omniscient. That He knows everything. He already knows. He's already seen, and He still loves you. How amazing is that? That he already knows, he's already seen, and he still has so much love for us. You know, I love this verse as well because it talks about that he cares about the little stuff. God does care about the little things. And I want to encourage us this morning that our emotions are real, that they're so real. Sometimes we feel so silly to care about trivial stuff. But I want to I I let you know that God cares about the little stuff. He sees when we stand up and when we sit down. He knows everything, and He sees, and He cares. And I want to encourage you this morning not to feel silly about your emotions. You know, our emotions are real, and we go through stuff, and sometimes we think, why is this, why am I responding like this right now? That's okay. Because in, the, in this moment is what we're going to get to, are these three questions. You know, if we dismiss our emotion and think, oh, that's just silly, don't worry about that, it actually robs us from being able to go to God and He's saying, hey, I know. It's okay. I know. 
You know, I was, I, it, it, it's funny that, you know, um, I've, got, I've got three kids and the, the, the crazy little things they care about. <laughs> it's like, you know, that little toy? It's like this big. You've got like thousands of them, but they want that one. Yep. <laughs> and it's like this, it's like they lose that toy. And it means so much to them. And, and I'm like, why do you care? You have so many of them. You have so many toys. Why do you need that little one? But as a dad, I'm like, hey, I care too. And I want to help you find the little toy to make it be okay. You know, this is the heart of a father that cares about the little things. And he loves you so much. He knows when we stand up, when we sit down. He knows my thoughts. You see me when I travel, you know, everything, everything I do. You know, this one's fun that he knows what I'm going to say before I even say it. <laughs> and he still loves us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, he, he already knows, and I want that to be comforting to you this morning, that when we come to God, he already knows. Number two, it's not just that God is everywhere, but he is everywhere with me. He is everywhere with you. Verse 5 to 10, you go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the Father's oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. And what, what, what an amazing picture of our God. This is another omni, that our God is omnipresent. And He is actually everywhere, all the time, with you. And this is so comforting to know that our God is everywhere all the time with you. Not just with the person sitting next to you, not just with 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 the with, with the person overseas, but he's personally everywhere all the time with you. And it's amazing to know and it's comforting to know that our God is with us because in this verse, he says he places his hand of blessing on my head and that he's protecting us. You know, in the crisis, in the trials, in the stuff we're going through, our God is in it with us and he loves us and he's protecting us and he cares for us and he wants the best for us. He goes before us, he follows us, and he places his hand of blessing on our life. You know, as hard as we try to run or forget God, He'll still be with you. You know, you can run your whole life from God. My Bible tells me He's still with you. You can, there's no area, no place in life you could ever run, no door, no, no crevice, no hole in this whole earth where you can get away from God. He's with you always. When we go through crisis and trials, God is with us. He's guiding us, and He wants to help us. God created us, and this is the next point, that it's not just that God created everything. He created you. And in our relationship with God, in our Christianity, this is one of the foundational things that I need us, and we have to be able to base our understanding of God on is that he first created. 
Because our identity is the number one thing that the devil wants to speak to. The number one thing that the enemy wants to try to attack every single time we go through anything in life is your identity. Because once he gets at your identity, we start to believe lies and we start to filter our thoughts through a lie and not on the truth of what we're talking about today of God. So when we first understand that I have been created by a creating God, you know, this is why I think that is the first thing that God put in the Bible is that He created. Because He needs us to know that He created you personally for a reason. And, and, and I love this verse. It's so beautiful to read. It says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your worksmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. You know, this passage of Scripture shows us another omni, and this is that our God is omnipotent, that He is the God of unlimited power that He creates. And He created you. He created you personally to have a relationship with Him. And it is a marvelous creation. Who loves that chocolate? Yeah, marvelous creation. Delicious. Back to the Word of God. This verse is showing us that God knows us so intimately. He knitted us together in our mother's womb. You know, and I love this, that he didn't just do that. He didn't just knit us together, but he actually watched us being formed. How amazing is this, that our God, the God of creation, watched you being formed in your mother's womb. It's such a beautiful picture. I think of it like a husband that, you know, is their, their wife's, you know, getting, their, their stomach's getting bigger and we're watching that going, wow, look at this, it's getting bigger. You know, this is cool. You know, there's a baby coming. I wonder what it's going to be like. But, you know, our God is there watching us going, oh my gosh, look at this one. This is going to be amazing. I cannot wait to see that gift come out of their life. I cannot wait to see this thing that I've placed in their life come to pass. I cannot wait to see the influence and the passion and the drive and, and the heart that, that, that's going to come out of this one. You know, this is our God that we're talking about. This is how much our God loves us. This is how intimate that He is with us, that He wants to know you, that He already knows you. He already planned it out for you. And the reason why, just as the band comes, that I'm talking about this this morning, because we have to know the amazing love that God has for us before we ever want to go to Him. That if we don't actually understand the nature and the heart of our phenomenal God, we get stuck in the trial, we get stuck in the stuff we're going through, and, and we just sit there and we live in it. But there's a God that loves us so much that wants to work within us and help us to move forward into the plan and purpose that He has for your life. Amen? God's thoughts for you are so precious, they can't be numbered. So we know that God already knows everything. He already knows. That He's always with us. That He created us that He has an amazing relationship for us, that He wants to be with us, and He is with us. So in this mindset, my question is, in a crisis, 
What is our response? What is our response when something comes from the left or from the right? What do we do when we're going through a dark place in our life? What are we doing when it's not fair, when it sucks, when it's hard? What are we doing when maybe, you know, we lose our job or the money's not there to pay the bills or, I don't know, you just don't know what's next. You know, there's a difference between a trial and a tragedy, okay? A tragedy when, you know, something just, someone just drops dead in your life. And, you know, these questions may not be amazing right there and then, but we will ask them at some point. But we all go through trials every single day, every single week, every single month. There's stuff that we're working through, you know, relationship stuff and friends stuff and work stuff and just stuff. It's life. But these three questions, I want us to have confidence to continue to go to God and ask Him these questions so that we can continue to move forward. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. The first question that I want us to go to God is, God, what are you teaching me right now in the trial? They're easy questions to ask, but they're so hard to go to God if we don't come with an understanding of who he is first. It's a great question to ask. What are you trying to teach me right now, God? What can I learn right now in the crisis, in the trial? What are you trying to teach me right now? You're growing something within me. We're not just going through this for no reason. There's no way that we can just go through this stuff week in and week out just for no point of it. God wants to use it. He wants to grow us, the character, our passion, you know, the integrity, all the stuff within us. You know, when, when this verse says, search me, it's get right in there, God. Get right in here and search me. What can I learn more about you? What are you trying to teach me more about you right now? What are you trying to teach me more about your love right now? What are you trying to teach me more about myself right now? What is it you're trying to teach me right now for the thing for my next season that I'm going to go into life? And you've probably heard this lots of times, but it's, you know, right before the breakthrough is usually the hardest time. Right before the breakthrough is usually the hardest time. This is where God is, is growing us. What are you trying to teach me? And I want you to go to the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to tell you what He's teaching you because this is what personally God does for you. you know, this is the conversation between you and God. He wants to talk to you about this stuff. Question number two. This is a tricky one. Verse 24. Point out anything in me that offends you. Is there anything that I've done wrong, anything that I could do differently? It's a hard question to ask because that's kind of like admitting I've done something wrong. We do, okay? We're not perfect. <laughs> we do stuff all the time. But you know what this is saying is, God, can you just search in to see if there's anything in my life right now that you need me to start working on? Because remember that when we're going through stuff, the trial doesn't necessarily, the thing doesn't change, but we change, which then changes the outcome. It changes where we end up. And it's a big question to ask, God, search me, speak to me. Is there anything in me right now that you don't like? Is there anything in me right now that you need me to work on? 
Is there anything that maybe I could have done differently? Anything that I could do better? Because when we grow, the thing we're sitting in changes. Because our mindset changes and we, and we don't stay in the mess. You know, I said this at the start, the thing that I see so often in people's lives is that stuff happens and things go on and we camp in the trial. God doesn't want us to camp there. He wants us to go to Him, ask some questions so that we can continue to move on into the plan that He has for us. But we won't do it unless we know the love that He has for us first. They're not easy questions to ask, but they're good questions to ask. What could I have done differently? Is there anything in me, God, that I need to change right now? Just as we stand to our feet this morning, the third question to finish off is, God, where are we going from here? The second part of verse 24, it says, And lead me along the path of everlasting life. You know, I love this. This is God leading us into the next thing in our life. Because as I said, God doesn't want us to camp in the trial. He doesn't want us to camp in the crisis. He wants to speak to us in the crisis. He wants to speak to us and wants to change us on the inside so that He can continue to lead us on the path of everlasting life. You know, God always has more. He's got more grace. He has the plan. Remember, He created us. He watched us being made. He's, he's, he's already placed it all in you. He's got the plan sorted out. We just have to keep going to Him and asking, hey, where are we going? Where are we moving? What are we doing right now, God? Because He's always got more. He doesn't want us to get stuck or weighed down. He wants us to keep moving, keep learning, keep growing in every area of our life, but especially in our relationship with Him. But this morning, what I wanted to do, I wanted us to understand and to know that God is always with you, that He already knows that He created you, and He has an amazing plan for your life. And if we can go to God and keep asking these questions, God, What are you trying to teach me right now? What what can I learn right now? Speak to me. You know, I just went through one of the most challenging seasons of my life. Could still be in. I'm I'm just working through stuff. You know, these questions have helped me so much. Because every time I ask these questions, I actually learn more about His love for me. I learn more about the plan that He has for me. I learn more about the person who God is calling me to be. And He has the same for you. So today, you know, if you're going through crisis, going through trials, you're going through stuff in life right now, I want to encourage you. Run to God. Take some time. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. It's God who speaks to you through this. It's not me up here telling you what He's going to do. It's God personally wants to speak to you and help you and guide you through. You know, maybe you're in this room today and you don't know God. Maybe you're watching online today and you've never 
loves God into your life and you're thinking, oh, well, does this same love apply to me? Yes, 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 it does. Because He created you, He formed you. He has an amazing plan and purpose for your life. And I want to encourage you today that if you've been going through stuff in life and going through hard times in life and you've tried everything, I want to encourage you today. Why not try the creator of the world? Why not invite him into your life today? Why not say, hey, I'm, I'm sick and tired of trying to figure all this out of myself. But today I want to try and go to God and run in the plan that he has for me. Run in the promises that he has for me. I just want to pray for you this morning. And I want to ask you this morning, if you want to invite Jesus into your life afresh, if you want to invite him into your life for the first time, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer. And I want to encourage you to go to God in your trial, in your stuff, because he wants to help you through it. God, I just pray today, I just thank you so much for everyone in this room, everyone watching online today, God. I just pray for the things that we're going through right now, God, that we can run to you, that we know that you already know, that you're always with us, that you created us for an amazing plan and purpose. And God, in these questions that we ask, you can continue to grow us. God, I just pray that for anyone in this room today or watching online that wants to invite you into their life, right now, Lord God, they can just say, God, I accept your love. I thank you that you died on a cross for my sin. I thank you and I receive your love. I thank you for the plan and purpose that you have for my life. And I'm going to choose today to walk in your love, to walk with you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you made that decision this morning, I want to encourage you, come and talk to us. Come and talk to someone. If you made that decision watching at home today, give us a call, send us an email. Maybe rock up to church next Sunday. We'd love to see you in the room. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to get to know you and help you grow in this relationship with God. Thanks, heaps. Why don't we finish with the song?